1: It's the Opposition Research Podcast on HawkeyeNation.com. Welcome to the Opposition Research Podcast here on HawkeyeNation.com. My name is Andrew Downs. Each week I'll find a beat reporter, blogger, or broadcaster that covers Iowa's upcoming opponent. If you have a suggestion for who I should talk to in a given week, or if you have questions you'd like me to ask, you can find me on Twitter at Andrew C. Downs. Let's get to this week's game. Iowa hosts Illinois in the final home game of the season, an 11 a.m. kick at Kinnick Stadium. The Illini have won four straight since knocking off Wisconsin. They bring a good offense and a lot of momentum to Iowa City. The Hawkeyes opened as 12-point favorites. My guest today covers Illinois for the Champaign News Gazette and IlliniHQ.com. It's Bob Osmussen. Bob, thank you for the time today. No problem. Glad to do it. Things seem to have turned with that win a few weeks ago over Wisconsin, and now the team is rolling four in a row, bowl eligible for the first time under Lovey Smith. What's the excitement level for this season and for Lovey Smith's program right now in Champaign? It's pretty
0: high, as you could imagine. That win was huge. They were two and four, looking at two and five against a team that everybody thought would kill them. They were thirty-one point underdogs, so yeah, everything turned with that game. And then, they to their credit, they followed it up. They won the next week, and the next week, and the next week. So rather than winning just one game, they won four in a row. So yeah, I think the excitement level locally is at a, a high level. Well, the highest it's been really during Lovey's career, and maybe be, be going back before that actually.
1: Yeah, and from afar, it seemed like Lovey Smith may be on a hot seat coming into this season. Has that significantly cooled, or or was that not even the case in the first place?
0: You said it right the second time. It was not the case. He was not in trouble. The AD has his, has his back totally, so that he was never in trouble. I think the outside world thought he was. He was not. But I think this helped perception. This helped. So nobody can say that now across the country. They, they don't think he's on the hot seat anymore, he, even though he never was. I think it's really helped them program-wise, recruiting-wise. everything Because nobody wants to go to a school where, the coach is in trouble. But he's not in trouble now. If anything, it's enhanced where his status is. He's going to get contract extension. His coach is going to get raises. This is all, all around a good thing for a Smith.
1: Looking at the game this Saturday in Kinnick Stadium, for Iowa fans who haven't seen much of Illinois this season, uh, we'll start with the offense. It's been an impressive offense all season, scoring nearly 31 points a game. What should Iowa fans be looking for as far as big playmakers when the, uh, when the Eli and I have the ball?
0: Well, you always start at Illinois with Reggie Corbin who's a running back here, had 1,000 yards last year. He's not getting as much work this year. they may be more balanced in running an attack, but he's a good player. He's a guy that can take off a 50-yard run in a second. So he's, he's that guy. The other guy is Josh Amato, maybe a receiver transfer from Southern Cal, was made big play after big play after big play? They don't mi- beat Michigan State. They don't beat Wisconsin without him. So he's been huge. He's a big play guy, 83 yard touchdown catch against Michigan State, and an end of the half catch against them that got Illinois back in the game. And, and then if a critical fourth down play against Michigan State that kicked the win, win and drive line. So he's been huge. A guy that kind of under the radar, obviously, had no kits last year, maybe one. So I think I'll say he's been huge. So i those say
1: start with those two guys. How about defensively? Are there big playmakers or maybe position groups that we should be looking for?
0: Well, linebacker has been really good, especially Daley Harding. He's a senior. He leads the Big Ten in tackles. I believe he's second in the country in tackles. He's just been all over the place. He tackles everybody. He's been a linchpin for the defense really this year, and he's been so good. He was a he was a special teams Maven last year. He was really good there. He was a captain on the special teams this year. He's a captain on the defense. So he's been – you look at it for one guy to be him, but there's a bunch of guys in the backfield that have done done a good job. Stanley Green tends tends to intercept or – Force fumbles all the time, so he's he's a really good player. There's a bunch of guys. Nate Hobbs doesn't get as much statistically, but he's a really talented guy. And also up front, they're doing well. They're forcing fumbles. They're making behind line line tackles. Jamal Milan so had a great senior year, so I think those guys would be where I start defensively.
1: Bob, when you look at this Iowa team, uh, what what's an area of this team that you think Illinois is going to be able to exploit with some success on Saturday?
0: Well, I wonder if they can exploit the secondary there a little bit. I think that's going to be something. Illinois has been kind of hit and, hit and miss on passing. Brandon Peters is definitely a good year, but there's there's been some games where he wasn't quite as effective. Purdue, for example, the, the rain was horrible there, so that kind of caused him trouble. But I think he, he can get he can get some guys up in the secondary. They might be able to do that. I think running against Iowa is going to be more of a challenge for Illinois. I think that's been a That'll be a problem. If they were able to run the ball some against Iowa, that will help them open them up things passion-wise. But I think passing is their best bet against Iowa.
1: From the Illinois perspective, what's the most dangerous part of, of this Hawkeye team?
0: Well, I think it started started with A.J. Epinesa. They see him as a nightmare. He's a guy, kid from Illinois, Edward DeVille, Illinois, a player they wanted desperately to come here he went there with, I think, his dad played there, right? He did. So he's he's a really great, great great player. They're going to have to figure out a way to neutralize him, however however they do that. If that means two guys blocking him all the time, that means helping him out with the pullback, whatever, or tight end or something, they're going to have to do it. They just cannot let him disrupt their uh, passing attack in the running game. So he, I think he's the focal point for Illinois this week, no question.
1: Bob, you've covered Illinois for a long time. You know this. Iowa has had the upper hand in this series as of late. And and we have other border rivals, so this game really hasn't had a lot of juice recently from a fan perspective. How do Illinois fans view the Iowa program, and, and do you think this could ever be a great border rivalry?
0: I wish it was a, uh, tra- a trophy game. Really, I don't know what they can come up for a trophy. I like there to be something. I know Iowa has a lot of those games. Illinois has got three, so maybe they don't want to fourth. But I do think it should be for a long time. They didn't play every year, so there was a hit and miss with that. But they're playing all the time now because they're in the same division. So I think Illinois fans they definitely view Iowa as a rival. And then you look at back last year, they Iowa came here and just smashed Illinois sixty two three nothing was never a game. And that game really sits in the car for Illinois bands. They wanna get revenge. And I think that game really kinda of set up this game because I don't think anybody here thinks Illinois to lose 3 nothing. I think the hope here is that Illinois is able to be competitive competitive from all the city game, have a chance to win in the end and that would be the Best kiss of for Illinois
1: You know, I th- I think it's a dangerous game for Iowa right now. You come off that big win over Minnesota, but the- you still can't play for a West Division title or anything like that. You have Nebraska on Black Friday, so this is kind of sandwiched in a spot. And then, as you say, the sixty-three to nothing game last year, uh, you could see Iowa kind of overlooking this, and uh, and a dangerous Illinois team coming in in this Saturday. I think I think we're in for a competitive game, Bob. I hope we
0: are, too. I I don't think it'll be 6 or 3 Nothing. I may might be Iowa might win, but I don't think it'll it be that big of a number. And I think Illinois, they, the players know. They know the score from last year, I promise. I don't know if it's taped, taped up or you know in the locker room or anything. I think it probably is, actually. But I think they know. They're reminded of it all the time. The fans are reminding them. The media is reminding them. And the, certainly the coaches are saying, hey, what about last year? They, they want to move on from that. They want to win this game. More, for Hawaii, they want to win five in a row. That's more important to them than anything. Any revenge, more than friends getting five wins in a row and really get rolling, going to the Northwestern.
1: He is at Bob Osmussen on Twitter. Give him a follow for all your Illinois news and check out his work in the Champaign News Gazette and at IlliniHQ.com. Bob, thank you so much for giving me the time. Enjoy your weekend in Iowa City. Thanks a lot. Anytime. There it is. It feels like Iowa got the season back on track with a big win over Minnesota. They need to close it out with two nice wins, though, against Illinois and Nebraska. It gets 9-3 and for the regular season and get to a nice bowl game and a chance for a 10-win season. Join Joe Schmelke and myself Thursday evenings at the front row in Clive from 7 to 8 o'clock. Listen on KXNO and keep up with everything Hawkeye sports right here on HawkeyeNation.com. Thank you for listening. Go Hawks.